Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday. If you're a four o'clocker, congratulations. You made it through the week. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. The program in question is Two Men On. And today, Two Men On, the boys are at the ballpark. That's right, Rio Grande Credit Union Field, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Yes, sir. We got a 7.05 first pitch. The Topes are home, facing the hated Sacramento Rivercats, <laughs> who are they're just too cowardice to even take the field and warm up. <laughs> you see your isotopes decked out in their purple warm-ups out there. Pitchers doing their drills. Outfielders taking some pop-ups. You have me questioning, are they even here? Because I haven't seen one of their players yet. I saw one guy with the shirt off running yeah. around. He, he, he's too scared to even put on his jersey, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the vibe I got. Intimidation factor. It's a Fredless Friday on Two Men On as the voice of New Mexico Highlands is up north in Las Vegas calling him some sports. Lucky for me, I got the best in the biz, the funniest man in town, Robert Buck D. Gibson, sitting right next to me. What's happening, my guy? Man, I love Fridays at the park. These are great shows, man. These are the best. Being out in the community, seeing the game, seeing the fans, I love it. The weather is beautiful. There's a light breeze blowing i believe north by northwest to south by southeast Uh oh i am not steve stucker i was gonna say you're gonna take I his think, job i think that's pretty close to <laughs> what's is. happening right now <laughs> albuquerque get out this is one of the best nights of the year tonight is bark at the park yes not only that but we got mariachi's beanies yes and they are very dope robert just keep it in between me and you yep but we already got our hands on one. We're the first. Don't tell anybody. Nobody. We have them hidden, tucked away. So what is it, 2,500? Let me, let me look at the promotions. I think there's 25. I think it was. Is it 2,000 or 2,500? But there's two less. Yeah. Yeah, there's two less now because the boys already got their hands on one. And, and they're make absolute it, fire. Make, make it three. There we go. Okay, I'll see what I could do. All right. Can I, can I use your name, Mikey? Yes, you can okay. use my name. Well, Mike, I, Mike, you see how it went from we have ours guaranteed, <laughs> and when it comes to you, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what, that was the first thing. I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to get let down again. <laughs> let uh, down again? I'm just kidding. You guys always come through every every day when I see you, Van. Well, the problem is I can't throw your name around that often. It depend, I don't know what circle I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're either, they're either going to escort me out of the building <laughs> or they're going to give me two beanies. <laughs> yeah, there and they're like, go. oh, yeah, D-Mike right? Vital, here's two. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you've obviously experienced being walked out of somewhere. So, If this is your first time listening to the show, congratulations. If not, you know that voice right now as super producer Mike Vital. He's back at the studio at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Have any real estate questions in your life, how to buy, how to sell? 
rental questions, heck, even a p if employment. There we go. You want to work in the real estate field, he'll give you all the information you need to. Look up John Lopez Real Estate. Let me just Google it. Like, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. His Instagram's fire, too. You can't miss him. Yeah. How's it going back there, Mikey? Pretty good, as they say in parts of Louisiana. Happy Fry-yay. Fry-yay? <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Happy Friday. <laughs> I was going to see where you was going with that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know I can't say the real part. Yeah. Hey, shout out to whoever has the ox cord here at the park. Oh, man, their playlist was fire you when we were setting up. You are jamming right now. The boys were at the ballpark today, Rio Grande Credit Union Field, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Check us out on the concourse right behind home plate. Come early, get your mariachis beanies. Well, take your dog – Take your dog to pee first. Yeah, yeah. Like, go take your dog, let him use the restroom, come in, get a mariachi's beanie. First 2,500 fans, 31 and older. So there's 24,000, 2,498 left. Yeah. Because the boys got two. We made sure to get ours. Make that 97 because I'm going to grab Vital one. Yep. Get down here early. Get you one of these beanies. They're absolute fire. Get your doggo. Put a leash on him. And come hang out and have some fun at the lab. We got a 7:05 first pitch against the hated Sacramento River Cats. Got an awesome program for you today. Coming up next is Forrest Stolting, director of marketing for the Isotopes. Really, I mean, marketing is his thing, but he yeah. does everything. That's the uh, his official title. He had the like, unofficial title is Mr. Everything. He had like grass clippings on his shoes, like when he walked. He, like <laughs> he's doing it all. Like, yep. He helps out, helps out maintenance. He helps out. The field crew, I saw him raking last game. <laughs> like, he does it all here. We're excited to have him on to talk about what's going on in the world, the isotopes. And I want to talk about his cheating Yankees, too. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Vital, write down some questions you have about his disgusting, dishonorable, <laughs> cheating Yankees that are much, much lower and much more disgraceful than, than my the Astros. Astros. I was no, going to say, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Well, in my head. He's going to do the old school <laughs> drug prevention commercial and say, <laughs> from you, all right, I learned it by watching you. This is drugs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is drugs on your brain. Yeah. This is your brain on center field cameras. <laughs> Five o'clock hour, we got a lot of topes and tope legends, and we're efforting Rockies manager Clint Hurdle. So, go. Mr. Hurdle, MLB legend, might join us as well later, if he's got the time. Yeah. Like, fit, I'm not going to force him. Yeah, fit us in. He's a busy guy. He's down here working, special advisor to the Isotopes for here for a minute, helping up this organization. It's not like they need it, but he's not here to help anyways. Right. DJ Peterson, Dylan Overton, Zach Neal are all going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And we got a special treat today, too. 14, about to be 15 tomorrow, NFL draft savant Ryan Ramirez is going to join us in the 6 o'clock oh, hour. He's about to show me everything I don't know. Oh, about 100%. The draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to feel real dumb. That's why we ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. We don't got to act like we know anything. Just ask, ask an expert. Yeah, That's exactly. what we always do. So I'm really excited about that. Make sure you get down early to get one of these mariachi beanies. They're absolute fire. They look even better than they do in the picture. Oh, the yeah. The picture is pretty freaking cool. You can't go wrong when you when the main color is teal. Oh, yeah. You cannot go wrong. Yeah, no kidding. 
any segment today that we're not talking isotopes. We are talking NFL draft, as there are some crazy picks. There are some surprises. There are some trades. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the draft of the wide receiver, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, I know Fred Slow loved it. Even though he doesn't like the draft, he probably <laughs> loved the fact that it seemed like every other pick was a wide receiver. Yeah, like the, when we were on air last night, not a single offensive player was taken. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, like offensive skill player there was we go. taken. Yeah. Walking by right now. Oh. The voice of God here at Tope Stadium, University Stadium, everything you go, Mr. Lobo, Dylan Storm, just threw a scarf at me for my dog, Darby. Yeah. So bring your dog out oh, here. this is nice. Bring your dog out here to Isotope Stadium, and you can meet my dog. And on top of the mariachi beanies, we got two men on T-shirts. How you doing? Head chef here, there executive he chef. Executive. What's what, happening, my what, guy? What's what's what, on what's on special today? What can we what can we not live without? Oh, you gotta still have an Ichiwawa. Ichiwawa. Yep. The Ichiwawa pulled pork sandwich. That's is the still one. The heat here, the hotness. <laughs> pulled pork, barbecue sauce, cheese sauce, chili relleno, and it's bigger than your head. <laughs> Bring a friend, or you won't finish it. Exactly. You got you got an extra veggie dog lying around. I, I might be hungry here in an hour. <laughs> oh my man. Uh, Vital, any requests? You want me to bring you a <laughs> bring you a Ichiwawa no, pork sandwich uh, tri- when we're back in the studio on no, Tuesday? Uh, triple deck, <laughs> triple deck, or uh, green chili cheeseburger. Okay, it's not going to last till Tuesday, but oh, I know. I'll bring you one in spirit. <laughs> All right. Executive Chef Joe we're, Griego we're, just stopping by to say hi. They got the concessions here are absolute fire. What's happening, top my guy? Top notch. The, the concessions here are absolute fire. How's it going, dude? Top notch. Yeah. Come get you a Aichiwawa pulled pork sandwich. Come join me for a veggie dog. Matter of fact, if you're coming for the Aichiwawa pulled pork sandwich, you have to bring three people with you. At least one. Like minim- minimum no, one. Three, three more huge. people. <laughs> yeah, they're big. What so, is that? Is it a pound? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's yeah. a pound. Oh, it's a pound. man. Me and Robert had one last Friday, and we couldn't even finish no. the small size. We couldn't even finish there the we half go. size. Yeah, the half size, you still yeah. need a partner. Yes. What, what size are you? We're, we're giving away. By the way, we got some two men on swag. We got some stickers. We got some T-shirts. Yeah. So first 2,500 excuse me, 2,500 fans get a mariachi beanie. And then the first 12 two men on fans <laughs> get a T-shirt if it's your size. Sorry, we're out of two X's. When we get back, Forrest Stolting joins us. And then we got all isotopes and NFL draft for the rest of the show. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the sports animal. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys start their days at the YMCA, and I highly suggest that you do too. You can catch me there just about every morning. Yeah. There's a couple reasons that I don't show up every morning at the YMCA, and none of them are good reasons. <laughs> is it, does it have to do with the night before? Yes, that, oh, is, I was that, gonna that, say. Is, that is quite accurate. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time that I don't start my morning <laughs> at the YMCA. YMCA, a proud partner of this show and a proud partner of the Albuquerque community. We love absolutely everything they do. The boys are at the ballpark. We are live from Rio Grande Union Field. 
Rio Grande Credit Union Field, excuse me, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, and just sitting down right next to me, friend of the show, friend in real life, Mr. Everything here for the Isotopes, the great Forrest Stolting. Oh, man, you're too yeah. nice. What's happening? You're yeah. too nice, man. Just uh, hanging out the uh, the field. Time got a little lost on me because, you yeah. know, when you're out there, you know, you just – it's heaven, you know. Oh, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time seems to just disappear when you're out there on the ball on the ball field. So I can smell the fresh clipped grass from here. I can oh, smell man. the concession stands warming up. It's it's a beautiful thing to be here early before the game. Yeah, but it's kind of a tease too. Yeah, right? it is. It is because you're, you're used to coming in right before game time when there's like a super buzz. Yeah. But when you come in, when we do, we get to see it build up. Yeah. It just starts from very quiet, and then all of a sudden you can just feel the energy get bigger and bigger. It truly just changed on a dime, too. Yeah, sure. Yep. It's For unbelievable sure. how quickly it changes. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Like, you could – loyal listener, friend of the show, in your car, in your home, on your phone, in your buds, wherever you are right now, you could probably hear, like, a little bit of music in the background. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to hear that for about an hour on the show. And then the gates open, and then all you can hear is the buzz yeah. and people yelling and people clapping and people having a good time. It is an awesome experience. It's going to be another great Friday here at the lab. So Todd Helton and Clint Hurdle are mm-hmm. in town. They are. What's going on with that? So they're just here. Uh, their new roles with the Rockies are the special assistant to the GM. And so they're here just kind of evaluating some of the talent here. Hmm. Uh, getting to know some of the coaches and the managers and just kind of look, looking at the whole organization from AAA all the way down to low in the complex leagues, essentially evaluate the players in the organization and help to get them uh, more associated and familiar with the guys and or- the players in the organization. Right. Does it bring any type of nervousness or, or extra excitement when you have men of those stature here to, to look at and evaluate? Definitely. Definitely excitement. I mean, for me, for yeah. sure, it's tons of excitement because, I mean, these two guys are legends of the game. Exactly. And so it's cool to interact with them and talk with them kind of like just one-on-one or behind closed doors because I mean, they're fantastic people. So they're right. just fun to talk to, not only about baseball, but about life in general. And so they're just um, great to be around. You can learn a lot from them, too. Right. And so that's kind of the biggest thing that I'm trying to take away is learn whatever I can from these two guys about the game and uh, just being around major league-level talent. So, to to piggyback on Robert's question, do you see the players like getting stars in their eyes <laughs> when they're around yeah. Todd Helton? Like this guy's an absolute legend. Yeah, like Hall of Fame votes. In my opinion, he should be in already. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if stars is the right word. Stars in their eyes is the right way to say it. I mean, I'm sure they're definitely a little bit, maybe not awestruck, but like, oh wow, this guy's here to watch me. That's pretty cool. Right. I, I wouldn't say they're, they're, they're any nervous about it, but. Uh, I think they're definitely kind of excited for them to be here for sure. I, yeah. But I don't think at, the, at this level, I wouldn't think these guys would get nervous for a, a guy like Todd Helton to, to be around watching. They're probably just trying to do what I'm doing, soaking as much information and knowledge as you can, really. Right. right. Is point. there any way, I know this is a crazy question, could you get Todd Helton to do some batting practice? Any, Ooh, any, yeah. any, is there any hope for that? <laughs> can, know, any, can anyone oh, talk man. him into that? You know he's still got it. Well, yeah, I, oh, yes, that never goes. I'm not the guy to do that, that's for sure. It <laughs> probably have to be somebody else. But um, I would definitely agree with you there that he probably has a few more base hits oh, left yeah. in him, that's for sure. Most definitely. <laughs> Bark at the park tonight. Yep. Mariachi's beanies tonight. And regardless of how cool the promotions are, 
It's Friday at the ballpark, yeah. man. Everyone in Albuquerque should be here no matter what. It's the, th it's the thing to do tonight. This is the big event in Albuquerque, so come on down and enjoy your Topes play and uh, enjoy the atmosphere, the food, the game, your friends and family. I mean, what's, there's not a better combination out there than that, if you ask me. So what, what special accommodations do you have to make today for Bark at the Park? Like, obviously poop bags everywhere. Yeah. Besides that, like, what else do you do? <laughs> uh, make sure there's plenty of water around for the dogs, plenty of food. We have certain stations that will be set up throughout the concourse uh, for the dog and dog lovers. Um, and I think there'll be, there's, there's a special uh, area out in the berm in right field for the kind of all the dogs to hang out in one central location, I believe. But other than that, like, it's just a normal night pretty much, just making sure no one steps in any um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep, your, keep your head on a swivel, Albuquerque, yeah. when you're stepping around the lab tonight. I brought my corgi. You met my beautiful, Corgi. Beautiful dog. Yeah, Thank you. Very beautiful excited corgi. dog. He's so sweet. Yeah. Loyal listener, friend of the show. <laughs> you want to meet my Corgi, come give him some scratchums. I was going to tell you, uh, Van, you, I think your dog is the first one here. The very yeah, first I think one. You're right. Yeah. No, I, I saw some of the players had their dogs uh, out early. Ah, okay. I saw, I saw on Instagram, because, right. you know, uh, the Isotopes have a great Instagram. Make sure you follow the Isotopes on Instagram. And make sure you follow Two Men On yeah, exactly. on all social How media could you as not? well. Okay. Either, either search two men on or at talk abq so tonight's bark in the park what, what else do we have coming up here at the park for for fans and family members so tonight we're giving away those mariachis beanies and when i'm telling you that these things are on point and unbelievable they're more than that oh like, we know we is, already got ours yeah, this is <laughs> they're unbelievably yeah uh well designed and it's gonna be i wouldn't doubt there's already people lining up for them outside the gates right Correct. now just because they're that hot of a commodity. Um, tomorrow night we have uh, Women in Sports Night. We'll have five ambassadors, uh, these great women from the community of Albuquerque who have impacted uh, the city through sports and how they've successful they've been and how they've uh, helped other people uh, through sport pretty much. And, so, and then also Little League Night will have hundreds of Little League teams and players just walking around the concourse. Uh, the warning track for uh, a, what do you call it? a parade? That's parade. that's there we sure. go. A, parade. A, parade, a parade pregame. And then this will be a lot of a lot of little kids here tomorrow night celebrating uh, their little league season as well. And then fireworks tomorrow night as well. So there we I mean, go. That's the the capper right that's there. That's the big is, one. Is yeah. The fireworks. Yeah. Hopefully the isotopes have some more fireworks tonight. Like that, they've come in hot. They it's, have. Like, it's good to be home, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we play extremely well at home. We lead the PCL. In uh, a lot of offensive categories at home, um, our pitching has been well the past three or four games. So I, I think our bats are just gonna, are, they're going to continue to roll here all season. If that's just what the isotopes do. So I think as long as our pitchers are doing what they're doing, we'll be just fine. That's right. for sure. So, um, so I want to talk about one one little thing that I have noticed is the the speed of the game. You know, have, have, have you got positive feedback on that? Because I saw that the Isotopes actually lead the the league in having the shortest uh, games by on average. I believe it's a little bit over 40 minutes. Have you got any positive feedback from that? I mean, I think so. I think a lot of the, the fans are extremely happy about the, the better pace. Because Correct. There's more there's more action in a shortened time. And, like, I, gave, I give this example all the time now is that two Sundays ago when we were here against Tacoma, we played a 12 – to 11 game in two hours and 49 minutes. That's right. insane. Which That's crazy. Before the top of the pitch clock, that would have been a four-hour game easily. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so 
you combine that with the amount of action compacted into that 249, there's more balls in play. Uh, it's just a more enjoyable game. There's not as much dead time in between pitches. Correct. Which to me is the most aggravating thing about watching Major League Baseball is there's 35 seconds in between pitches a lot of the times. And so just the more, the more activity in a shortened amount of time Correct. is what they're going for. They just got to find that sweet spot between making sure the players are comfortable and they're not having the, the game drag on for too long. So we're going to cut our teeth here pretty soon on – air quotes, robo-umps. Mm -hmm. how, how do you expect that to segue into that technology here at the lab? I, mean, I think it's going to be seamless. I honestly think that the fans will not, won't even know it's happening because it's going to be – there's no delay. There's no lag time in the umpire calling a ball or strike. Um, there's cameras set up around the ballpark that will triangulate a strike zone. Um, it's called Hawkeye, if anybody's familiar with that. Sure. Um, and it will send a signal – to a server or a computer, and then that will send us uh, a signal to the umpire who has an earpiece in his mm -hmm. ear that will say ball or strike. Um, and it's going to be – I think it's going to be a seamless transition. Like, I don't think anybody in the ballpark is going to know that the home plate umpire is not calling balls and strikes. It's, it's, it's a – black for a better phrase, a robo-up, I guess. So I think it's going to be a great, great thing for the game because it's going to standardize the strike zone, which is something that has been – extremely elusive in the sport of baseball right. since its inception. Absolutely, 100% so. true. Forrest Stolting, Mr. Everything, here for the Isotopes. Anything else before we let you go? Hope to see you tonight and tomorrow and Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. We've got a really good com uh, opponent in the Sacramento Rivercats, Philly uh, of the Giants. So uh, come on down to the, the park and bring your dogs tonight. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a whole lot of them here, so might as well come join the, uh, <laughs> the bark party. We will definitely see you tomorrow night here at the lab and we'll see you after the game as we are hosting the oh, open house the first open house yeah first open house comedy night at right. fusion theater fusion theater is 708 first street northwest downtown yeah just a shade south of lomas as we have sitting right next to me robert buck d gibson will be hosting we got five great comedians yes. we got tractor brewery beer and spirits yes we and do. we got a dj too right we have a dj dj diamond tip one of the best in the city and the great thing about it is it's free it's oh, free, it's free. we're taking we're taking donations but sure at the end of the day it's free come out and have a great time what time does it start it's doors open at six the show starts at seven okay awesome yeah free but well, five dollar donation well, yeah. suggest suggested suggest you know, i'll be at the door suggesting the fusion theater <laughs> deserves it not too hard now yeah yeah <laughs> Come check out the newly renovated Fusion Theater this Saturday. Doors at 6, show at 7. Yeah. Show wraps about 8.30. We're going to party for another hour with the DJ, with Tractor Brewing, and just check out the amazing work that they're doing down at the Fusion Theater. When we get back, NFL Draft Talk. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. The boys are at the ballpark on this beautiful Friday. Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. The weather could not be better. It's going to be filled with cute little puppies here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. 2,497 uh, 2, beanies to be given away because me, you, and Vital already got one. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. They, there's probably 2,500 even. Like they had three extra for us. Yeah, right? they had you got to you gotta think they, they had, had three to. extra. Oh, so you got me one? All right. You know I got you one. All man. right. You're in You're there. My dude. You're in there, Mike. Cool. Stick to me word. Check out I9 Sports for all of your educational sports needs. That's I9 Sports, a friend of the show, a day one OG friend of the show. It's I9 Sports, League Office 280. League Office 280 at i9sports.com, or you can give them a call at 505-312-4999. Education, competition, safety, they're the best at absolutely all of it. So our friend Damian Cortez, the concessions manager, came up to us and uh, said there's a special Where's Waldo treat tonight. If you're walking around, if you're at the park early and you find the concessions manager, Damian Cortez, give him the keyword Cortez and you get either two free Gatorades or two free hot dogs or one of each. There we go. Too bad we're not a part of this. So sneak in. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Sneak in. I don't know what colors of Gatorade they have because they don't have flavors. No, it's colors. They have colors. It's colors of Gatorade. Don't act like it's a flavor. No. Show up early, find Damien, give him the keyword Cortez, and get you two free Gatorades, two free hot dogs, or one of each. And he wanted to send a shout-out to his kiddos, Ariana and Veronica. Aw. Isn't that sweet? I hope they're listening right now. That's nice. So your daddy was telling the truth. He does know Van and Fred and Robert. (laughs) He was not lying to you. 505-246-0610, sports animal hotline and text line. When you call... And Super Producer Vital allows it. We listen on the Sports Channel Hotline. Now we have friend of the show, Mailman. What's happening, Mailman? Van, my man, fifty grand and all. Yeah, yes. And it, and and and, and Robert, I, I need you. I need y'all to help me out today because I volunteered. Mm-hmm. This ain't the real reason I called, but. It came up, so I'm going to bring it up. Okay. I called and volunteered my services as a therapist to the one and only Mike Vital. (laughs) Turns out Mike Vital is a liar, and I love Vital to death. So I'm going to ask Van the same question I asked Vital. Robert, if he's lying... Just reach across the table and punch him in the kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Last week you wanted me to, to protect him for that. This week you want me to be the one to aggressively hit him. <laughs> well, that's that's if he's if he's on the if he's been pumped full of the same Kool-Aid that Vital is, for your own safety, you need okay. to knock him out and get away from him. <laughs> okay, what's what's the question? Okay, so I asked Vital. Being the humble Steeler fan that I am, did he feel that he need to cry or throw some things or, you know, just downright act a fool today? I would be his outlet. He said he was happy with what the Packers did last night. Uh. Then he ha- then he so happened to inform me that they have 14 picks. Now, I didn't know how many picks they had. He said they had 14. How in the hell you have 14 picks 
and you not do better in the first round. You could have did like Baltimore or the Jets. You could have dumped a few of those picks and jumped back up and did some things. Your quarterback begged you unmercifully for some wide receiver help. You go get a lineman and a linebacker. How in the hell is that going to help Aaron Rodgers? They got, okay, I'm not mad at those picks either. I wanted oh them to get. Oh, my God. Hit him, Robert. Hit him, <laughs> Hit him Robert. <laughs> I, I, like, I like those picks. I, like, I think they're really smart where yeah. they got them. Very but good. all I care, and you get at me on Tuesday, because we're not going to be on air Monday, because we're, we're hosting the, the Highland Sports Gala. Yep. For celebrating a year of sports, celebrating a bunch of student athletes and their families up in Las Vegas on Monday. Dontrell Moore and friend of the show, friend in real life, Rob Portnoy, are going to be taking over the show from the night of champions Mm -hmm. from the weight room. So we're off on Monday. But mailman hit me up on Tuesday if the Packers do not draft my guy. The only wide receiver in this class that I really want is my dude from North Dakota State, Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. 6'4", 210. 32 and a half arms, 10 and one eighth hands, <laughs> 4.340-yard dash, 38 and a half wow. vertical jump, and there's no tape on him. Well, you, you don't know how good he is because he's playing those losers at North Dakota State. Hopefully this he's kid still is available. Stud. Hopefully he's still available. So he's supposed to don't go. Don't worry. They're going to grab a 6'1", 4'9", 38-inch vertical uh, wide receiver. That y'all could have got in the sixth round, they're gonna grab that in the third. That's how. That's how the Packers are. But They're, they live to torture Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you ain't lying on that. But it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's his fault. He take created a, this. Take a pay cut, and yeah. you could have kept Devontae. He it's created it's this. as simple as that. He created this. Tom, I've said it over and over again. Loyal listener, friend of the show, you're sick of me saying it, but that's why Tom Brady's so successful. Well, and also, look, uh, he all he's going to leave it up to Green Bay's front office. Well, he was already – that's the source of him being upset. Sure. When they went and got love at quarterback. So if that's his fault for taking all of that money and not spreading the wealth around. So Aaron Rodgers obviously needs some good hands in the wide receiver bunch. But your guy, Kenny Pickett, needs bigger hands. Mailman, are you happy with that pick? Well, I called the guys this morning for a little therapy, and they <laughs> tried to reassure me. So I guess I could put a lay on the, cha- layer on the uh, couch one more time and see what you guys got to say about it because I thought they should have went the other way. No, but I- they said they did, you know, they said they had information that the rest of us wasn't privy to is what the morning show said and they know that the Steelers did their homework and that he's going to turn out better than Mr. Liberty yes. so I said okay I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to survive it, it, they had me shaking in my boots all night mailman I'm going to tell you right now of all the quarterbacks that are available he's going to be the first one to start I give him by week four or five and he's actually going to be the one to produce the best out of the gate. He's fresh and he's ready. I gave them an A for picking him. I'm glad they got him because they got a big void. I know you. I know what you wanted. You called in and you let us know you wanted Kaepernick. Uh, but I think with them getting Pickett and he's from 
the area. That That's nothing but a win for them. Because if you think about it, the guy from Liberty, he's closer to Kaepernick than Pickett is, correct? Mm-hmm. He is. And that's why I thought that if they didn't go the Kaepernick route. I still don't understand why they won't do that. The NFL's not going to push back against the Rooney's. Bring the guy in for next to nothing. Let him compete. If he can't, then you didn't waste nothing. Right. Dude ain't going to cost you but a mil or two. Bring him in and see what he got. If he is, then guess what? Either you can be the geniuses of the NFL for bringing him in, or you're like, oh, well, we gave him a shot. We, 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 you know, we, we are, we, you know, we pushed the agenda and he didn't work out and move on. But that's what they should have did, dude. I don't, I don't understand. But that's okay. That's okay. Because I guarantee you, he wouldn't have cost you but maybe three mil for the first season. You could have got him for three million in the first season. And if he had blew up, then you could have just reaped the rewards and gave him a halfway decent contract. Well, I think Steelers, they're going, Steelers I, super fan and Kaepernick apologist, mailman. Hey, hey, Mel, how how clean is that T-shirt you got? That 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 T-shirt was righteous. I, <laughs> I put it on. I put it on as soon as I got it out the box, and the first thing my wife said, "Who is two men in?" I said, "No, no, no, two men on." And that's my fellas for the afternoon. We we down, we down, babe. I said, I'm going to take this. I put it on, and she's like, oh. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Sending it back to Van right away. Let him know I got it, and I got it on. Thank yeah. you, dogs. Y'all are the best. I right. appreciate you. Hey, we don't have to being... bring the women up to speed, but I appreciate <laughs> you. Oh, they know. Hey, we love the ladies here at Two Men On, and we invite your wife to uh, – Come listen to a couple shows. She can judge for herself. If you want to be looking fresh and clean like Mailman, make sure you get to the lab early tonight. Be one of the first 2,500 fans and get you a mariachi beanie. And the first 10 fans who are friends of the show get a Two Men On t-shirt. Big shout-out to the YMCA. We start our days at the YMCA, and you should too. More NFL draft talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are live at the ballpark. It's a beautiful Friday. Nice little breeze. Yes, sir. What did I say? North by northwest, blowing south to Look, southeast. Is I, that... I was going to give you the meteorologist job and say you asked me, what did you say about it? Well, because I made it up on the spot, <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> of course I did. It looks like I was pretty close. Yeah, you were. The you mountains were. are due east, right? Yeah. I think I'm correct. Watch your back, Steve Stucker. Van's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting down with us. Oh, Okay. okay, well, All right. why would we take Fred Slow when we got Albuquerque legend, yes, sir. Tope Slugger, DJ Peterson? Hey, hurry up, Fred. What you got? We got guests on. Yeah. What do you want? Get it out of your system. Hey, I, 
I just want to call and say that uh, DJ is my favorite player ever, and I'm so <laughs> very excited that he's on the show, and I hate that I'm missing it. That's it. That's it? That's it? I just I wanted the world to know. Also, uh, just heads up on what's going on up here in Highlands. Boys, uh, those fires are getting pretty brutal right now. That Cook's Peak fire and the Hermit's Peak and the Calf Canyon one, they're, okay. they're just kind of taking everything in northern New Mexico by storm. And I know our friends over at Capital Construction and Development are doing a drive for resources, including water and food. Right. And, if, and if you guys are going to make an effort to help northern New Mexico right now, I'm under the understanding that they're coming up this weekend with donations. So if that's the thing that's currently going on, um, there it is for you. And, and I took some photos and some video this morning for 13 that's going to air tonight. But this, uh, this smoke cover and fire is going to be pretty, pretty drastic. Oh, is it going to affect our Highlands Gala on Monday yeah. is the real, real question. To be determined. TBD. Oh, man. Yeah, we are, we're current, I'm currently over at the university helping the United World College is being evacuated. So helping uh, oh, wow. the university kind of set up a makeshift where they can stay in, like, the wrestling training room. So we're trying to figure it out up here. It's just not very great this moment. Oh, man. So what, you that's wanna, it, boys. Just – we Fred, reach Fred. out to Capital Construction and Development, obviously, if you got some donations, because I know they're coming up here immediately. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to Dante Padilla right there, Capital Construction. That, they're doing a great job in the community, and that's a great service that they're providing. Fred, do you have uh, Capital's contact information so friends of the show know how to contact them? I, I can actually. 505-319-6808 or CapitalNM.com. That's Capital with an A. But, yeah, I know those guys are the guys that are they're definitely moving and available to take donations right now. And then, obviously, um, I mean, I'm up here in it, boys. It's, I put some stuff on social media, but it's the most ridiculous fire I've ever seen. Fred, thanks for the info. Thanks for being a friend Hi, to northern New Mexico. And thanks for looking out for Las Vegas, New Mexico, and Highland University. Well, Fred just – Totally bogarted your segment, DJ. Can you hang out with us for a little bit after the break? That's yeah, no problem. That's okay, a more sweet. Than all right, we had you right on now, for five so. o'clock, anyways. That's all right. I got time. Fred Slow. Who does he think he is? <laughs> biting in on our time. No, that's fine. His segment but, was way more important. So but, my prayers are going to be sent to uh, that part of New Mexico. Thank cool. you for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, so, I just heard a really cool fact. In between college and the pros. You just hit your 200th homer. Oh, man. I did. Were you did. counting them out? Do you have, like, little notches in your locker? Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's not like uh, Naked and Afraid where they kind of notch them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's where he was going. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no I, I had a teammate tell me, he said, you're going to call me crazy, but I don't know how I stumbled on this. I think you have 199 career homers. Yeah. And so I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you do. And I said, Ah, well, thanks for telling me that. It's probably going to take me a month to hit another one. Is, is, your, uh, is your teammate Rain Man? No, my teammate. <laughs> no, no, no. It was Scott Shebler, actually, is the guy who reminded me. But, yeah, I was giving him a hard time. I was like, thanks, dude. Now I'm going to hit terrible because I'm, all I'm going to be thinking about is that 200th one. So, but end up working out. I hit it pretty quick. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. That is a, that's a really cool honor, especially, like, here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Agreed. Where you played, you played your college ball. You're here playing your pro ball. I think that's just about as cool as it gets. So tell me, tell me about the conditions out there now, because you know, like uh, Van and or Steve Stucker said, the wind's <laughs> blowing a little bit left to right. You got some swirly boys out there, or are you just jacking them out today? Well, for the audience, it's blowing out to right center, there right center, center to right center. So it's a pretty good day to hit today. 
Um, I, you know, this is this is home for me, so I, I love it. I started here. It's kind of where my pro career started, and now I'm getting a little older, and I'm kind of getting a full run back of it. So it's it's fantastic. I love it here. I always have. This is home, secondary home. There we go. There we go. The boys are at the ballpark, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the Lab. Come be one of the first 2,500 fans and get you a mariachi's beanie. Have you seen the mariachi's beanies? Yeah, we got one. They're pretty cool. They're oh, fire. yeah. yeah they're pretty dang cool. I'm so excited to rock Yeah, grab one. Also, the first 10 friends of the show get a two-men-on T-shirt. Come see us. More DJ Peterson when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Mikey, how many times do I got to yeah, tell you yeah. don't play Nelly when Fred's not yeah, here? We got to scrap that, bro. A, Fred, a Fredless <laughs> Friday is a Nellyless Friday yeah, as well. Yeah. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are at the ballpark, Rio Grande Credit Union Field, Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. And we're here with Albuquerque legend, Lobo legend, number 25 in your playbook. There we go. Number one in your heart, DJ Peterson. What's happening, my dude? Not much. Excited to be here with you guys. You guys are a great group of fellas, so this is going to be fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So we're not going to give you too much time to hang out. We're going to make you answer really fast. Because if you take too much time, you're going to get thrown out again. Perfect. <laughs> so, were you like the first person in the history of baseball to get thrown out? They, call, oh, they called strike three on you because you took too long in the box. Yeah. Correct. I'm going to try to answer this politically correct. But we did have a guy the night before hey, that, ha- that it happened Vital, get your finger on the button. He might swear. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'll be good there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was in there with seven seconds. So, I, the pitcher had seven seconds to deliver the ball. The umpire said he was yelling at me. I'm gonna I'm gonna call. That's a lie. I didn't hear it. Um, all of a sudden, I'm I'm in there. I'm ready to hit. And he goes, "You're out. Violation." Wow. Said you got to be kidding me. First at bat of the day, right? Wow. So that's kind of how my day starts. So I'm already, you know, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Take my gloves off. Throw them down. I might have said some adult choice words sure. there. But <laughs> I would have too. Not, you know, not not directed towards the umpire. I, I understand this is his job. But Correct. More just directed to. Come on, this isn't. I shouldn't be able to strike out without a pitch being thrown, yeah. right? So a little frustration and maybe let that carry over for a couple at-bats. But uh, we got the W. There we Finished go. the day strong. Last at-bat got a hit. So uh, move on, right? Move yeah, on. Right. So, DJ, we were talking on the break. Um, the, the, the subject of mental health came up, and I was just – we were kind of going back and forth how it's finally becoming to the forefront of sports and, and, and all the sports. You know, we talked about Ben Simmons, and I want to know uh, what's your contribution or what is your take on the mental health side when it comes to baseball? So I believe everyone has a certain attitude, right? A lot of it comes when you're born. A lot of it who's who you're around. Your parents help dictate your attitude, uh, your teachers. Um, and a lot of people don't know what each person's attitude is, right? They don't know how what, what makes them tick, what makes them happy. They don't understand their needs, so I feel like in order to address somebody, you need to first understand their needs and see how you approach them. How do you talk to them? What clicks? What doesn't click? What makes their temper go? What doesn't? So that's kind of what I've been getting into. I've been helping guys kind of figure out what their needs are. Right. You know, when they roll out of the roll out the bed, what what kind of person are they, and how can we get back to that? Right. And when we're in stress, because baseball's so so stressful, 
how can we handle that stress without ticking too far, but without also going back to like being too nonchalant, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of staying in that mediocre stress area where it's not overwhelming, but it's not underwhelming. So that's kind of what I've been digging into the last couple of years. Let's let's uh, piggyback on that a little bit because because mm-hmm. baseball is such a mental game. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many tools you have, how talented you are. If you're not right upstairs, you can't be right on the field. What what are some things that you can do as a player, like in the locker room as a teammate, to keep you grounded, to keep you like mentally balanced? I think everyone needs just a little mental cue, and for me, it's kind of the icing on the cake, right? I've had so many blessings, um, so many just good opportunities, and. Uh, for me, I just every day for me is the icing on the cake, right? If I were to rewind and go back to be a young player again, I would have told myself that, hey, dude, relax. You don't need to be anybody else that other people want you to be. Be DJ. Be the icing on the cake. Be the true hitter. Be you. You don't need to please anybody else. Just be you. And I think if that would have happened, some of the big peaks and some mm-hmm. of the low, 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 low dips probably wouldn't have happened. Honestly, and I just wasn't educated in how to properly train myself mentally. Lobo legend, Albuquerque Isotope, DJ Peterson joins us here at the lab. 7.05 first pitch here Friday at the lab. Make sure you get out early to get one of 2,500 mariachi beanies and one of 10 Two Men On t-shirts. They go fast. They go go fast. fast. They go real fast. And I'm sorry we're out of XLs already. So you have to wait two Fridays for our big beefy boys to get them XLs <laughs> and them two XLs. Only Svelte fans yeah, yeah. of Two Men On get shirts today. You got you got your hands on one of those mariachi beanies, right? I did. That I did. Yes, sir. Can we can we talk about a little bit uh, about the Isotopes organization in general? Yeah. Like how great they are for the Isotopes community. Like they're always doing something in the community. Have you have you been around? You've been out in the community doing stuff. For uh, I've talked to the GM. We're, I'm going to start doing a little bit more. I had my daughter who's three months and my wife. Hey, in. congratulations! congratulations. All right, yeah, there we so, go. Yeah, I was a little busy on our last home stand, but going forward, absolutely. I said, hey, you know, I understand. I'm a Lobo guy here. Um, I've lived here for most of my adult life. Whatever, you know, if you need me. Feel free to reach out, and I would love to. So, awesome. Yep, I'm here for the community, just like I am Arizona, just like I am for the baseball community, or just the community in general. If people need help and they want me, I'm here for them. It's awesome. So you spent a lot of time in Albuquerque. What, what's, like, something that you think makes Albuquerque special, makes Albuquerque unique? Uh, don't say balloons are a green chili. <laughs> love that. Um, the Sandia Mountains. Oh, yes. The the which we can see right yes. here. Yep. From the concourse here at the Rio Grande Credit Union Field. Yeah. Santa Fe, Taos. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the food, not even the green chili. The food is incredible. Just the authentic New Mexican food, if your stomach can handle it, is incredible. Mine can, fortunate enough for that. Um, <laughs> there, you know, there, there's a lot to do here, man. There's a lot of hidden gems. The golf's incredible. Yeah, um, it is. There's, just, there's so much to do. The hiking, you name it. If you want to get outside the box here, there's a lot to do. It's a lot of fun. I want to know, do the players get excited for the giveaways as the fans do and as we do? The giveaways for the amount of people that come through, you know, I know tonight's first 2,500. Do you guys keep keep an eye out on what's been given away on certain nights and say, hey, we need to dip into this because I, I want to get, I want to be a part of it. A hundred percent. I yeah. think when it was freezing, our first home series, they gave out uh, the little mittens to the first, I don't know, two hundred or whatever. Yeah. And the players were mad. Like, <laughs> we can't get those. Where do we get those? It's yeah. freezing, right? Especially if you're not playing. It was so right. cold and windy. But 
uh, for the most part, we get some pretty cool stuff. And yeah. we're, we're, we're lucky enough for our clubby and uh, our office, our front office here, will bring them in to us. So, there we go. Yeah, we're, we're lucky enough to get all those, the shirts and all the stuff. So it's been awesome. NFL draft was last night, and we're talking a little off air. And you said you're a tortured Vikings fan. <laughs> Correct. Like, what, what do you expect the, the Vikings to do in the draft this year? Is there any holes or specific things that you think they need to address? Well, we got a safety, I think, was a huge pick from Georgia. I think he's going to be just a head crusher. I'm excited to see what he does. Um, we needed to intensify the, our defense in general, just right. our, our pass stopping. We got we need, we need a couple corners. Um, we need offensive line. So there's, there's a lot of things that need to be addressed. But um, good team, good quarterback. I think so. A lot of people knock him because he's overpaid, this and that. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think if you look at his stats every year, he's top ten. So um, I just think we get him a little – bit of offensive line we get some defense i think vikings are gonna be pretty dang good this year i want to i want to say that was very professional of you van being a huge packers fan oh. <laughs> he didn't want to tell you no, that he was right. yeah, he yeah. yeah i see where this is going I knew it. Uh, I knew packers fans are the worst <laughs> like, oh, you hear that, you hear that by town we got yeah. you got two of them on the, in your ear right now oh, it's just no. because he's a fan of the most disappointing <laughs> franchise in the Fire. Look at me. I had to start some stuff. Yeah. I had to. Well, you're yeah. not lying there. <laughs> well, see, here's, here's the thing. I'm not, like, overly enthusiastic NFL fan. Like, I'm right. pro Packers. I'm not anti anybody right. else. There you go. NFL's more interesting when the rivalries are pertinent. Yes. The rivalries are more fun when each team is doing well. Mm -hmm. So I actually, it may sound crazy, I root for the Bears. I root for the Vikings to be successful Except for when they're playing the Packers. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, so, so I root for him, too. So we're up against the break, but you and the Topes, you're on kind of a schneid on the road. You turned it around, and then no other way to say You've been kicking ass since you've been home. Right. Feel good to be back? Feels great to be back. I think uh, we got a good staff here that understands where we play, uh, how they need to kind of move the ball, where they, what zones they need to hit. Um, good defense. we got some good hitters, obviously a lot of power guys. Um, you know, we we got a good team here. I think I think we're just scratching at the surface of what you guys are going to see this year. So there we go. don't be surprised if the Topes are PCL champions at the end of the year. Oh, that's what I like you to hear. You heard it yep. there. Yes. You heard it first. Lobo legend, Albuquerque isotope, DJ Peterson said the boys will host a trophy this there year. There we go. The when the weather goes. heats up, yes. so will your Albuquerque, Albuquerque isotopes. Yes. You're listening to the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Super producer Mike Vital is back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Dylan Overton when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors in the community, such as New Mexico Pinon Coffee. It's pretty easy to like a company when they do so much for the community and they make such an amazing product. Joining us now on the bump tomorrow, Dylan Overton, Okie, not from Muskogee. Not from Muskogee. <laughs> not from Muskogee. How far are you from Lake Tenkiller? I got family right next to Lake Tenkiller. Um, I'm probably about an hour and a half to two hours away. Hour and a half? That's beautiful country out there. It, well, you got, it, depends you on who it depends on who you're talking to. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people that's not from Oklahoma that doesn't like the scenery there. 
Robert. You, well, okay. <laughs> this is I, we didn't talk about this on the break. So my daughter goes to Oklahoma State. My oldest daughter. Oh boy. Yeah. But I want to talk. So you went to OU. I did. So from what I've known, just from going out there visiting, it's football or baseball. Am I correct? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So so or, or nowadays it's football, baseball, and softball. Softball. Yeah, that's true. So what made you go into the direction of baseball? What was it back home that made you be like, you know what, this is the path that I want to take in my career? To be honest, I don't think there is a specific point. Yeah. I, I started playing when I was about four years old. Right. And my parents always told me it was just a sport that I was drawn to from the very beginning. Right. And I stuck with it, and here I am today. That's what's up. Well, duh, you're a tall lefty. <laughs> what, what else What else are you going to do? You're going to play baseball. You're going to yeah, pitch. Yeah. Well, I'd love to play other positions, too. But they don't, they don't <laughs> I let me do let that. You. <laughs> Were you a multi-sport athlete in high school? Or I just was. just like straight baseball? No, I, I played multiple sports. Yeah. Baseball always your favorite? Absolutely. Yeah? Yep. So you get to live your childhood dream, play for your home state, and you get to travel the country playing baseball. Like, do you ever just, like, wake up in the morning like, Oh, my God. There's been numerous times where I've, I've sat back and I've thought to myself, this is an incredible job that I have. Correct. I tell a lot of family members and, and other, other people that I know, it beats sitting in an office somewhere. I'd much rather be out here playing baseball, playing the game that I love. So you said this is your first time playing for Albuquerque, playing for the Isotopes. Right. So what have you seen? What's the big difference that you've seen specifically when you compare Albuquerque Isotopes, facilities, fans, organization, to anywhere else that you've played? Uh, the facilities are, are top-notch. Um, yeah. I've played in some other, you know, bigger cities. I played in El Paso for three years. They've got a wonderful facility and, and fan base. But so far since I've been here, the facilities are great. The fan bases are amazing since we've been here. They really get into it, and, and they're having a good time, which That's always makes it a lot easier for us. El Paso's facilities are nice now. They are nice. The, yeah. brick, the brick facade, that's uh, really cool what they're yeah. doing there. Now it's downtown. I lived, in Las, I lived in Las Cruces in my 20s. Okay. And the stadium before was a dump. Yeah, that's like, what I heard. That's <laughs> what I heard. Like, we all wanted to get together and, like, burn it down so they would be forced <laughs> to build another one. Yeah. But, I mean, the lab is, like, so unique and so beautiful. Like, if you, if you add a few more seats, like, this is a pro-level stadium. Absolutely. Like, that's how nice it Absolutely. is Absolutely. I actually played here in college. We, we would play – the Lobos, right. and we would come and we'd play our games here. And so it's not my first time playing here in pro ball, but, you know, I've had a little bit of experience here before pro ball. There we go. So you came to Albuquerque as a visitor in college. You came to Albuquerque as a visitor in pro. But here you are now playing for the Isotopes. Do you have, like, culture shock here in Albuquerque from Oklahoma to New Mexico? Um, the, not really. The only difference really is that there's more rocks <laughs> it's you a know, big one right there yeah yeah a real you big know, one there's there's more rocks we have a lot of dirt and fields and yeah. stuff like that in oklahoma it's a very flat state so you know you know it's not that big of a culture shock yeah. but a little bit okay i've always wanted to ask someone who was a professional pitcher on your days off how do you stay locked in how do you stay locked in when you're when you're not actually pitching when you know you're not going to get into the game? Is that something uh, that you've gotten down pat, or is it? I mean, I've been playing for so long now. Yeah. I kind of have a routine that I go through. What's but, that routine like? What is like, that like? The day after I throw, I don't 
worry about anything. Right. I don't try to think about anything. I am literally just chilling. Yeah. You know, I'm relaxing. Also, it depends on how the game was the night before. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you, don't, if you don't have a very good game. Yeah, the chilling's not fun. Yeah, huh? the, chilling, the chilling's not as good. But when you have a good game, you're, you're, you're relaxing. Everything's going smooth, and you don't worry about anything. Um, and then usually two or three days in is when I start getting a little more locked in. Bullpen day, I start getting locked in big time and start working on stuff that I needed to refine from the last game. Um, and then the day before, I try to watch as much video as I can on the, the hitters that I'm going to be oh, facing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, we have a really good routine here with the staff, too. Like, we, we go through – we have, like, three or four different charts that we do. Um, iPad chart, so we get to watch the hitters the day before and write notes on them on an iPad. Oh, yeah. And then I come in the day of my start, and I go in, and I, I watch video on them. And I write my own little notes, and, you know, we go through that with the catcher and, and the coach and stuff like that. So, you know, it depends on who you are. Some guys are different. Yeah. But, you know, for me, that's how it rolls for me. That's awesome. The boys are at the ballpark, and we're joined by left-handed pitcher. On the bump tomorrow, Oki, not from Muskogee, Dylan Overton. Let's talk a little more about the scouting and the video, you know, with, without giving away too much because you know your, your opponent's the hated Sacramento is, is, is listening in right now, you know, trying to see, is he going to give away, what's going to be his routine? So when you're scouting uh, the other hitters, do you come in, like, with an exact game plan of how you and the catcher are going to call it? Or are you just, like, looking for holes in a swing? Take me through your I process. Mean, you, you go through a little bit of both. Um, you look for holes, but you also you also got to pitch to your own strengths. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from your own strengths no matter what type of hitter the guys are that you're facing. You go to their weaknesses, but you also stay with your strengths. Yeah. Um, but for me, I have a, a, a for sure set of routines and how we go through the hitters and videos and all that with the catcher. When I come in, I'll show him the notes that I got. We'll talk about them, and we'll have a set game plan of how we want to attack hitters throughout the lineup. So I've been fascinated with the new pitch clock rules. Like, that, it's been blowing my mind, the, the amount of time that's been shaved off on games. How has that affected you directly being a pitcher? You're the first pitcher I've been able to ask this question to. Honestly, it doesn't affect me at all. That's okay. All right. I, uh, when I get in a groove, I work quick anyway. So the clock doesn't come into play when, when I'm out there. Um, I know for some guys it does. Yeah, that was. I was wondering if it's in the back of some some guys' heads or because of their routine or whatever. Yeah, some guys just work a little bit slower than others. Yeah. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, we would have meetings and talks about when the pitch clock and all the, the new rules were going to come into play, and guys were asking so many questions. And <laughs> You're like, whatever. They were like, they were like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like, guys, stop worrying about all this. Just go out there and pitch. Yeah, just throw the ball. That's all you got to do. Yeah. When you go out there and do that, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. You know, but for me personally, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um, I do absolutely love the amount of time it has shaved off a game. Yes, so yes. I think we've only played maybe one, maybe two games over three hours this year so far. It's bonkers. And that's awesome. Yeah. Even with, like, all the promotions and the in-inning stuff, mm-hmm. it's like it's all so streamlined and – we're going to see this next year in, in the bigs. I'm yeah. really excited to see yeah. if, if it transfers as well there as it does here. Yeah. NFL draft last night. Football fan? 
I'm a Cowboys fan. Cowboys fan. I was going to guess, like, almost all of Oklahoma's Cowboys yeah, country. Yep. It's either Cowboys or Chiefs. I mean, it's yeah. the yeah. two closest teams. Wait, what do you think about what the Cowboys did and what do you expect them to do the rest? Well, you know, uh, the Cowboys always start off pretty hot. They always end pretty cool, <laughs> which is extremely frustrating yeah. for us Cowboy fans. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping this year they, they finally string something together by the end and keep that role going throughout the playoffs. But, you know, you never know. You never it's know hard. with those guys. They got it, the players. They just they It's just hard have, with Jerry still there. I know. That's what it is. They, they, they got the players. Yeah. They just need to figure out how to put it all together by the end of the season. You you a dog guy? Where's the puppy? Where's the puppy at? He, I do have out. a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is back home with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Bassador. Ooh. Oh. Basset Hound Lab Mix. That sounds fun. Yeah. So did he get the small stature or did he get the tall stature? He is super short. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's short, stumpy legs, and he's really long. Yeah. All white, sheds a, a lot. Yeah. But we love him nonetheless. We, we saved him from a, a shelter in Arizona when I was in Tommy John rehab oh, man. out in 2013. So we've had him ever since. Have you, have you pitched during a bark at the park? Because I think that'd be crazy. You're like halfway through your wind-up and you hear my beagle go, <laughs> <laughs> I did in El Paso a couple times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty different, you know. I bet. When you're going through your delivery and you start hearing dogs barking, you know. <laughs> You try, to, you try to zone it out as much as you yeah. can. <laughs> the boys are at the ballpark, 7.05 first pitch. Make sure you listen to Josh Sushan and his pregame show at 6.45. Mariachi beanies for the first 2,500 fans. Well, either 2,500 or 2,497. Yeah, we got we ours got off hands. the top. We, got we shaved ours it. off the top. So <laughs> sorry for the last three people in line. You might not get a beanie. Just kidding. They totally have some for you, too. Bring your puppies. Make sure they're on a leash and their best behavior. As tonight, on top of Mariachi Beanies, is also Bark in the Park. Left-hand pitcher Dylan Overton, who pitches for your Albuquerque Isotopes tomorrow, has joined us. And, hey, that was fun, man. Yeah, Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, no, appreciate I appreciate you all having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Zach Neal, when we get back. More two men on on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal dj mikey v back at the john lopez real estate colwell banker legacy studio hitting us with some nirvana you don't sprinkle in nirvana very often dj mikey v because the computer won't allow me to oh oh, oh, oh. okay that's weird fred not, must have done something to the computer it's not my playlist <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. The boys are at the ballpark out here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. Get out early and get you one of 2,500 mariachi beanies and uh, bring the pupper. Yeah. Put them on a leash. They must be on a leash. And they must be on their best behavior. Yes, it is bark at the park tonight. You got a crappy dog. You got like a yippy chihuahua. Like it's not chihuahua night. All right, this is the topes tonight. That's why I couldn't bring my dog. Chill, chill your chihuahua out, bro. I have, well, I have a, I have a mini poodle. And she is very bad. <laughs> if your chihuahua's too hyped up, I'm straight up gonna rub some Xanax on its gums. <laughs> I am not playing. 
Joining us now, pitcher for the Topes. Hey, back-to-back Okies, back-to-back Boomer Sooners? Yes, sir. Zach right. Neal, welcome to the program, my dude. How goes it? Thanks for it? having me. It's going Absolutely. Well. Beautiful day out here. Can't beat it. You excited for some Albuquerque weather finally turning? Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, the wind's dying down. The first week we were here, it was crazy wind, yeah, and now it's pretty everybody's starting to settle in, including the weather. So we'll be good. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of settling in, you know, this, you're getting into the groove, you know, the seasons. We're still at the very beginning. Um, how do you prepare yourself for that long haul? Oh, man, that's something that you learned a long time ago. This, yeah. is, this is my 12th year. Uh, my first year I had trouble with it, um, doing too much, you know, trying to be a strong guy and throwing all the time. And then, yeah, so now that I'm, I'm a little more seasoned, you just kind of do your best to stay healthy, you know, training room, strength coaches, um, talking with them a lot and, you know, just trying to rest as much as you can. But it's just one of those things that's a that's a different beast and – until you do it, you don't know. So, right. for me, that's just part of it now, it's just routine. Not only do we got back-to-back Sooners, we got back-to-back ginger beards. I mean, any, <laughs> oh, any, any ginger beard, like, Not I'm me. 100%. <laughs> Not me. You got some red haze. Nah, what are you talking bit, about? A little bit. Hey, don't run from it. Just embrace <laughs> it. <laughs> so, uh, we were we were talking off air that, that you obviously love baseball, been in, been in baseball your whole life. But you're not exactly like a fan of one team. Like you're a fan of players. Yeah. Like who who do you have your eye on this year? So for me, I like to watch guys that are like me. Um, so ginger beards, ginger bearded guys, <laughs> like ginger bearded guys like yourself. <laughs> there we go. And then uh, you know, there's guys like Kyle Hendricks with the Cubs. Yeah. Davies with the Diamondbacks. Even Grinky with the Royals. I mean, I like to watch guys like that pitch because it helps me learn, you know, see what they're doing in certain counts, how they move. Um, I was watching Grinky the other day before my game, and he kind of has like a little pause as he goes. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of felt that too. And so I really like to watch uh, guys like that. But I also like to watch the Rock. I like to watch the Rockies. Yeah, you know, nice. Being in camp with these guys and, um, you know, see how they're doing. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, who I focus on. And my little, my little uh, brother-in-law. Uh, he's with the Royals now, Bobby Witt Jr., so I oh, watch yeah. him a little bit. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, can, kid's yeah. a stud. Came in hot yeah. this year. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah, he's a baller. Yeah. So uh, You mentioned Zach Granke. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite players as yeah. well, not only for, for on the field but also his personality. Like, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> yeah. fun, quirky guy. Yeah. Like, he'll just, like, leave the field and, like, go sit in the stands and have a hot dog and then, like, go back <laughs> on the yeah. field. Like, who's, who's like, the – the quirky personality guy you don't have to out anybody if you don't want to but like who's the quirky personality in the locker room where you're just like hey hey look at steve look look look, look, look what steve's doing um it's so early still yeah you know that that takes time maybe in august i'll know i'll have a real good idea <laughs> right. write it down yeah write, write it down, it down. Come <laughs> back, book zach come back to me in august, august. Yeah. yeah okay um but it's a really good group, you know. Me and Servant kind of go at it a lot because he's sarcastic and he tries to get it through me, but he can't. Um, you know, Jake, I would say Bird Man is probably like yeah. the most interesting guy. Just real, real uh, soft spoken and calm, and um, yeah, it's a solid group of dudes. One of the better, one of the better teams I've been on. So the word is no, it's not the word. It is a fact. The legendary Todd Helton is scouting he's out here yeah uh so my question is would you want to see if you could get some stuff past him 
Like, do you want to pitch oh, to him? Do you want to? you want to <laughs> see what you can do? That's a good question, man. Yeah. To the legendary Todd Helton, because we know we were just talking about it earlier. We know he can still hit. Oh, for sure. Like that's never going to go yeah. anywhere. But would you want to test your stuff out against him? I mean, maybe at like at this point where yeah. he's at, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but he could probably pinch hit tonight if he needed to. Wow. Easily. Yeah. He, those guys are just gifted naturally. Yeah, Rocky's a legend, MLB yeah, legend. For sure. So I am a big Japanese and Korean baseball dude. Oh, really? Like, I love the atmospheric games there. Yeah. Like, what was it like there going from, you know, traditional American baseball uh-huh. where, you know, you got, you got a few hecklers here and there, you got the crowd, you roar mm-hmm. the crowd, the cheering, the booing, yeah. to, like, Organized chaos. It, 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 yeah, that's a good word for it. I, I like to say it's like premier, it's like a Premier League game if you've ever been to uh, like uh, any of those in in England. Um, it's like that in college football combined. Oh wow! So going eighteen, I was in the big leagues with the Dodgers, and then mostly AAA. So going over there in nineteen, nineteen was crazy because it was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and then twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, it was kind of different. They didn't let the fans cheer as much, but um, yeah, it was insane. It was. Uh, 30,000, even on, like, a Wednesday. You know, they have chore- choreographed chants for every hitter. Um, it was wild. It was fun. Did Did you know your song? Did they translate your song for when you came <laughs> up? Do you know the words to uh, it? I don't think I – I might have – I didn't hit, so I think they played one, though, like, in the first inning when I would, would go out and pitch. But I, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Have you, see, have you seen a Japanese yes, thing? Yes. It is bonkers. <laughs> It's like on my bucket list to go to Japan oh, and, yeah. and watch a game. <laughs> the problem is, like, I got to, like, halfway learn the language. Yeah, I was going to say. learn all the nah, chants. You'd be, like, right. be all right. Yeah. You could just go. Just fake it. Like, you could you could figure it out. Down <laughs> some beers. You'll be right in the atmosphere. You can land, you know yeah, it. you can land in Tokyo and be at a game in 20 minutes. Yeah, wow. for sure. Stoked. Yes. So, okay, I want to talk about the fans here in Albuquerque. What if, you know, the season's just starting. Um, every, you guys are playing great here yeah. um, at the lab. Um, tell me how you – what's the the energy that you've received from the crowd, the people that's coming in and that's, that's, that's being loyal to the team and everything yeah, like this that? Can, yeah, this, it's been a really good turnout, you yeah. know, especially early on when it was a little chilly. Yeah. You know, fans are still out They're here. Still and even, here, yeah. Even the other day when I came off the mound, I could tell that they were into the game because they, they kind of gave me a little cheer, you know. Everybody was clapping. So that oh, was yeah. cool. They were tied into it, into the game, and – you know, it's just awesome to have uh, a community like that to come out here and support us. Because I've been on AAA, <laughs> AAA places, right? Nobody's coming out here on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. You know, you play in front of 200 people, but it's been awesome. Isotope's right-hand pitcher, Zach Neal, joins us. Back-to-back Okies. Well, not an Okie. You're a Sooner. Tec- I'm a I Sooner you from have Texas. To be, you have to be from Oklahoma to be an Okie. Yeah, Overton's an Oklahoma boy, yeah. Yeah, you're a Sooner. <laughs> yeah. When, do, when are you on the bump next? What do, what do we expect out of? I got uh, I think I got Wednesday in Oklahoma City. Wednesday in yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah, so I'm pretty familiar with that part. Um, against a good team, I think them and Round Rock are you know at the top right now. For for now, uh, the Topes are starting to get hot and play a lot better. So I'm excited for the rest of the year. That's what I like to hear. You're going well when you go to Oklahoma City. Will you have a lot of friends and family there? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I have some friends and the wife or, uh, and the baby will drive up. Yeah, uh, but my parents live here, so they'll they come to all the home games. That's um, awesome. So it's been uh, it's been nice to have them here. Uh, they can just drive down. The last three years, I've 
you know, my dad was having to wake up at 3 in the morning to watch a game. Huh. Just, oh, the yeah. The time change is so yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's a little easier now to, to catch a game. So y- your fam lives in Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what brought them there? They love the area. Um, Smart. I like your parents yeah. already. I like yep. them already. I love it, too. It's one card. of my favorite <laughs> my, my favorite uh, spots for sure, Santa Fe, even Albuquerque. I hadn't spent much time in, until now, and I, I've been, you know, I'm staying downtown in some Airbnbs and getting to know the city, and it's really nice. cool. Um, so, yeah, they uh, retired there and got a good spot. And awesome. the golf here is amazing, right? Golf's good. Yeah, I haven't got to play, but that's on, on my list. Yes, you, you, have, have you, haven't, you haven't played, like, Twin or Sandia? Or I've played the... Sandia before. Uh, I've played Cochity up, up near Santa Fe. Um, but I haven't – I want to play uh, – Paco Ridge is supposed to be nice. See, that's that's the, one of the only local ones I haven't played. I heard it's yeah, gorgeous. It's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to, that's top 100 in the country. Really? Yeah, public yeah. courses. Look, look, man. So I played I played 18, 18 rounds for the first time in my life. Was that last weekend? Hole. He played one round. 18 holes. 18 holes. <laughs> See, I don't even know. You got it. But you can't tell me. I'm like, I want to do it all the time now. Yeah. Like, that was so fun to me. That was just an experience I never had before. So just to know that we have those type of courses out here in this area is great. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've been doing it for my whole life. My dad, you know, ever since I could do it, I was going with him. So it's uh, it's been good. Zach will break a leg next Wednesday. We'll be rooting for you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Friends of the show, loyal listeners, make sure you get out to the lab tonight. First 2,500 fans get a mariachi beanie. And the first 10, well, nine now. The first nine Two Men On fans get a T-shirt. So make sure you get out here ASAP. When we get back, special assistant to the GM, former Rockies manager, MLB legend Clint Hurdle joins us. Oh, wow. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. If you're just getting off work, congratulations. You made it through another week. Thanks for joining us, whether in your car or on your laptop or at your friend's house or in your earbuds or wherever the hell you're listening right now. The boys are at the ballpark, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. First 2,500 fans get a mariachi's beanie handed out personally by Dylan Storm (laughs) as he walks by. (laughs) We are so honored to be joined by MLB legend, on the field for 10 years, managed for another 17, Rockies legend and special assistant to the GM, Clint Hurdle. Welcome to the program and welcome back to Albuquerque. Thank you. It's really good to be back. All right, you, you picked a good time to come. The weather's pretty Sweet great time. right now, isn't it? I've learned some things over the years. <laughs> you don't go to Hartford, Connecticut in April. <laughs> you head west. It's been beautiful. What I mean, yeah, I've got tonight's game. We'll get Saturday night's game as well, watch a little Sunday, and then get back to the west coast of Florida, but to watch the guys play for six straight games. Uh, just interacting with the staff, listening to the staff, watching them work, watching how we interact with our players, watching our players go about their game time activities, how they prep. It's been fun, and it's a beautiful ballpark. Like My first trip here was 05. Beautiful place to play ball. And let's let's expound on that a little bit because you're you're here on special assignment. You're special assistant to the GM for the Rockies. Can you break down a little bit what you're looking for wh- while you're here? Yeah, my responsibilities multifaceted. I'm sure multifaceted. Right? Yeah. Not the, not multi skilled. Multifaceted. <laughs> okay. 
And when I come on these trips with the organization, I'm bringing my sidekick. Okay. Todd Helton. Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. Pretty good Pretty sidekick. good coverage. Yeah, part of him. Yeah. Pretty good coverage. <laughs> hey, how, how we many, should how, represent this. This is how we should roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Two men. Two, two men. <laughs> put, it on, put it on your jacket instead of the hair. But I, my, my job will be to come in with an unbiased lens. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been in the organization in a while. It's right. been a while. I've been sure. gone. Yeah, yeah. I've been sure. gone about 12, 13, 14 years. All right. Mm-hmm. So I come back, spend a little time with the managers. I'm definitely plugging into the managers, trying to give some mentoring to the managers. Um, watch the players. I used to be an offensive coach. In baseball, they call that a hitting coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So watch a little bit of that. Watch the pitchers. Just give them an overall view from somebody else outside the organization. That's first and foremost my response is when we get back. Who can, you know, if we get a somebody went down at shortstop tomorrow, is there somebody here to fill the role? If somebody went down mm-hmm. in the bullpen, what do we got here in Albuquerque that's ready to roll? If we need a starting pitcher for a doubleheader to cover a game, who was throwing the ball best down there? So it's fresh information. So like you were saying, you, you've been out of the game for a while. I want to know what's your take on some of the new rules that have taken place. I want to start with the designated hitter. You know, I, 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 might, I think I know where you might feel about it, but with your background, but I want to hear it from yourself. Yeah, you know, there was a time I – one of my opportunities to, to coach was for Jimmy Leland mm-hmm. in Colorado. Legend. Right, big time. It's learned so much from Jimmy. Jimmy's a Pittsburgh guy, so when I managed mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh for nine years, Jimmy would show up at the ballpark five, six, seven times a year, always come down to the office we chat. To this day, we would always argue about the designated hitter. He would say in the American <laughs> League it was tougher – to make pitching decisions, having the designated hitter, than in the National League where you don't have the designated hitter. He said because your hand is forced Correct. in the National League sometimes to hit for the pitcher. Mm-hmm. In, in the American League, it's always touch and feel. And I get it, but I said I've managed enough American League games, and all I know is when I went to an American League game, there's a DH line, game was easier to manage for me. <laughs> sure. Right. So, yeah. you know, that was my personal feeling. The way our game has evolved, I never wanted the designated hitter in the National League, but right now, I'm tired of seeing pitchers hit yeah. or not hit, <laughs> and I do think it's good for us to find ways to recreate more action in the game, mm-hmm. to score more runs. You put a big, strong guy in the middle of the lineup, yeah. makes navigating that lineup a little more challenging. So I'm on board with it right now. There we go. My thing is like, oh, great, I got to see a pitcher pop up again when he couldn't <laughs> sacrifice the guy from second to third. All you got to do is bunt. Make it touch the grass. Oh, you can't do that? Bring on the designated hitter. <laughs> I feel like when you were managing the Rockies, if you guys had the DH, you might never lost a game. I, that's where I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly where the I was way, getting The way at. you guys used to slug, yeah. if you had an extra bat in the lineup, <laughs> that wouldn't be fair at Can all. Can you imagine back in the day in the early late 90s, early 2000s, when the bombers were rolling? Oh, oh man. man. With those five guys on the corners, mm-hmm. okay, and then throw a DH in the middle of that right, mess? Sure. Oh. There's no telling. Oh, no my tell. goodness. So you're here in Albuquerque. What do you think about the facilities, and what do you think about the show that they're running here? Because I think Albuquerque may not know how spoiled they are to have this organization and have this field here. They may not, and that's not shame on them. They just need to get, come out and taste it. Come yeah, out and check yeah, it out. that's it's, it right there. Hey, here's what I got. Walking mm-hmm. in the door. I feel safe. Right. It's fun. Mm-hmm. There's activity. There's game entertainment. There's baseball. Food options. Come on now, there's something for so everybody. Good. Right, so good. You got a mascot for the kids. What kid doesn't like a mascot? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got things going on in the field to keep up with. Balls will fly out of here too. So if you like homers, there's gonna be a couple of them. Uh huh. 
as far as internally, we've got good facilities inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a clean, cool place to come. Plus, it's still a big AAA park. I think, what, maximum seat capacity is 13,000, maybe 15,000 people? Yeah, yeah. I've known John Schraub for years. He's put together a wonderful staff, a smart, fun-loving staff. Um, it's a cool – look at the field. Yeah. The job that Ed's beautiful. done on the field right Ed, there. Right. Ed's a stone-cold right. killer. We're lucky he, to have he him. He is. He is. So there's a lot of good going on here. You come out here, you're not going to have a bad night. And it's fan-friendly. I think it's economically feasible. Right. You know, because people are fighting for those dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. And – I think this is a good place to put some of them. No, what I was going to say is when someone like yourself, you come to Albuquerque, what is the first assessment that you're trying to make? I understand we talked about the facilities. Is it the players in themselves or is it the organization, how it's ran? What's the first thing that you're looking at in your role when you come into um, Albuquerque? Players. uh, Players? Players and then staff. There we go. You know, the building. That's somebody else's job. I'll let them know what it looked like inside if I thought it was comfortable for the kids. You know, our young guy called them kids. He's 25, 30 years old. Um, but if there's space in that, in, that, in that clubhouse for them to feel good, because they spend a lot of time in the clubhouse, I, I don't think people outside the game realize how much time is spent in a clubhouse. Right. Sure. So you want it to be safe. You want it to be comfortable. you got some options. You know, you've got to have food. Uh, we bring food in. Our clubhouse manager, Ryan Maxwell, I've known him since 2010 when he was with the Rangers. Top shelf guy. Mm-hmm. You've got good people. And I want to watch the players play. I want to watch the players work, practice, regardless of what Iverson used to say back then. Practice. <laughs> practice? We still need to practice. We're You're in the minor league. We need practice. Yeah. about practice. So man. I've been out here at practice every day watching them. Um, and I just want to see them work. I want to see them play. And the one thing that I'm really honing in on now, being gone two years, I spent some time in spring training, two weeks, and I'd watch players do drills. Maybe it was a pitching drill. Maybe it was a fielding drill, bunny hitting. And I'd say, okay, what you, what's, the, what's the deal with the drill? What are you going to go, well, it's for bad. They all had all, all their answers. Mm-hmm. But I'm still waiting for that kid to go, you know what, I, don't, I just like it. I just like having fun doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I said it wasn't bad, but there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough answers along oh. those time. So sometimes, you know what, it's not they're not having fun. We've got to reintroduce, reintroduce them to fun. Yeah. Go. Get six, the get e- the wiffle ball yeah. in the yeah. backyard, and go get it, man. The essence of the game. Go really? get it. Coach, we're up against it, but what do you see in the future of the big club? Do you like the vision that the Colorado Rockies have right now? They're going to have a tough run of it for a minute. There's the no, West is a gauntlet. No, the West is a gauntlet, but there's mm-hmm. no way I'd come back if I didn't think they have a shot. I got a cool, got a cool place at home. I got a really cool thing going on at home. And when <laughs> Billy got the full-time job, Schmitty got the full-time job, Dick and I have been friends for all the time I've been gone. So it wasn't just coming back because it felt good. It was yeah. coming back with vision where I can help impact, influence. I love our vision. We're talking about winning. We're talking about getting better. We're impactful with the young pitching staff, so we're going to get good. There we go. Wise words right there. You heard it first from MLB legend, special assistant to the GM, and legendary coach, to yes. be honest. I love Manager. my walkout song. My walkout song. There right. it is. <laughs> you heard it there. Clint Hurdle. More NFL draft talk when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. There we go. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Beat Sports Animal. The boys are at the ballpark. We're at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab, on an absolutely beautiful Friday. I think it's like the perfect breeze. Oh, yeah. A little bit of wind. It's yeah. blowing out to right center, we were told, by no better. Lobo 
by Lobo and Isotope legend D.A. Peterson. So look for some balls to go out in center, center field. And we just got a lovely night of nachos yeah. delivered to us. Those look absolutely yeah. amazing. So this is one of the perks of the deal. Like, they just bring you nachos. Do, do I look hungry? Because I always look hungry. Huh? Well, I, I always look hungry. <laughs> no, I, you look hungry. I look like I can always eat. There you go. That's, that's, what, it, what, it, that's what it is right there. <laughs> We're so honored right now. This is cool. I, I told you about this earlier, Robert. Yes. That we have a draft. I'll call him a draft savant. Okay. We have a draft savant here to join us. See, savant is a step above an expert. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're good at it very young. There we go. You take on to it naturally. Mm -hmm. Ryan Ramirez, freshman at Albuquerque Academy, eighth grade. You started for the team eighth grade. Yes. That's very impressive. That's or, wow. impressive. I started for them on ninth grade. You started ninth, ninth grade, grade but you dressed for them in eighth grade. Yes. That's so impressive. Wow. That is okay. wildly impressive. Yes. So 14. And get this, yeah, turns 15 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you. man. Ryan Ramirez, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. So where, where did your love of football come from? Well, I started playing it when I was about six or seven, and um, uh, I was pretty good at it, so I enjoyed playing it a lot. Um, it's my favorite sport now, and I think um, it probably started with my dad. He got me interested in it. He sure. used to play for Albuquerque High. Um, he was he was a good player. Yeah. Um, and um, I think it just – that's really where it came from, and I really enjoy playing it. So when you – like you're deciding what sport you like, what is it about the game of football that you like? The physicality, Ooh, 100%. Okay. Wow. Um, I play offensive linemen, so I get to hit somebody almost every single play. And uh, I guess I, I just enjoy the physicality. I love to um, just be out there every play and be as physical as I can, be as aggressive as I can. Um, and it's always my goal to outplay the person in front of wow. me. Wow. He makes me want to reverse my vasectomy. <laughs> I have two girls, and I'm, this is the son that I want right here. Where is he this whole time? I know. Uh, so how did you get into the NFL draft? What made that – so interesting to you well first of all i'm a cowboys fan okay. um and i enjoy uh watching college players too um i think personally i think college is very fun to watch because they're 100 percent giving their all um it could be the last time they play football in their lives right so i i that's why one of the main reasons i enjoy watching it the draft is very interesting because i like to watch the reactions are cool how they react to getting picked um it's enjoyable to just watch who your team's going to pick, see who falls, who goes early, who's the stills, yeah. um, who are the reaches. Um, I think that's what got me into the draft. Well, let's jump directly into that. Let, let me ask you first, who was the biggest reach and who was the biggest steal? Okay, so I think the biggest reach was probably when the Patriots picked at number 29. They picked Cole Strange. Yes. I honestly didn't even know who that guy was. <laughs> um, so I can't give much of a take on whether he'll be good. According to Bill Belichick, um, he fits their scheme. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just think that was a major reach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest steal, I'd say, was Kyle Hamilton at 14 to the Ravens. I thought he was going to go really early, at least top 10. And when he started falling, 
I was like, wow, I can't believe nobody's picked him. And then the, the Ravens finally were like, wow, we have to pick this guy. And I think he's going to be – he's one of the best safety talents, in my opinion, in a very, very long time. Yeah. And I think he's going to be great for them. Uh, he can guard the tight ends, receivers. He can do everything. Okay, I'm going to be real selfish right now. <laughs> I am one of the few Charger fans in the city of Albuquerque. How do you grade our pick with the offensive lineman that we took from Boston College? Oh, I love your pick. That's exactly who I wanted the Cowboys to pick, but obviously he didn't <laughs> yes. fall there. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I think he is fast. He's the perfect, perfect size for, the, for a guard. Um, he's got a lot of strength. He's very good on his feet. And I think, I mean, I'd, I'd give it like an A. There it, we it go. It was a great pick for the Chargers. They, did, they do need a guard. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they might go tackle. But they didn't, so they took a guard, and I think he was one of the best players on the board at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a great pick by them. Man, this guy's good, man. He's Loy good. Loyal listener, friend of the show. People are starting to pour in into the lab right now. The energy is high. A lot of cute puppies and doggos everywhere. Yeah. I don't know how many people already got in, but I see mariachi beanies. I see mariachi beanies all over the place, and I see cute dogs everywhere. We're joined by Albuquerque Academy freshman Ryan Ramirez, who is now our correspondent, who we're referring to he as has a to be. draft savant. He has to be. And I don't know how child labor laws work, <laughs> but either this is really bad or really good. I think it's I don't, I don't know what's worse. Uh, it depends. What's worse? He's not getting paid? Well, or, we're or, not giving him a beer or nothing, uh, no, okay. so it's all good. <laughs> All right, so we're not going to know for a long time what the actual results are, who wins the draft. But in your opinion, who won day one? Uh, it has to be the Giants. I just think I did not expect them to get Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. at their spot. Now, yes, they had five and seven, but both of those guys were talked as possible number one picks sure. before the draft. And I think uh, Thibodeau is going to be a great pass rusher. He's going to have possibly double-digit sacks Man. for a season. And I think he's just – I think he's a great player. I think he's almost up there with Aiden Hutchinson oh, wow. as one of the best players in the draft. And then Evan Neal, he's he's giant. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm a, I play tackle too, so I love his footwork. I admire his work. Um, and I think he's he was probably the best tackle in the draft, in yeah. my opinion. What do you have to say to people? When I say people, I mean Fred Slow, who's also a co-host here with us, who think the draft should not be a big event that it is. They feel like, hey, it should just be something that should be texted or it shouldn't be a big production. What do you say to people who don't feel the draft should be a big as, as big as it is? Well, I think those people – Exactly. When he says those people, we're talking to you, Fred. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think those people, they're not 100% sure what they're talking about. Because the draft <laughs> is the next generation of superstars in the NFL. And I think it's something that people have to see or they're not going to know who they're watching on the field. They're going to be like, wait, where did that guy come from? Right. Oh, how is he so good? Um, so I think the draft is you, – you don't need to be an expert. You don't need to watch college tape or anything mm -hmm. because the draft – they have the analysts and everything on TV. As long as you watch it, you're going to know who that player is. You're going to know if he's a good fit for your team. Right. And I think it's something that people have to recognize is one of the most important parts in the game. All right, so Robert asked you about his Chargers. Now i got to ask about me and our producer, Mike Vital's Packers. 
What do you think? How do you think they did? Uh, I think they did good. They took um, it was Quay Walker out of Georgia. Um, Linebacker. Yep. So it was either probably they were probably going between him or Nicobe Dean, who fell into the second round, which I think whoever gets him is going to be a big steal. Um, I think Quay Walker, he's got a lot of speed to him, and I think that's certainly what the Packers needed. They needed a coverage linebacker. Um, they have a linebacker who can stop the run. He can stop the run. He can run sideline to sideline. Um, I think he's, he's a good pick for them. I think, he, I think it was somebody who was not expected to go first round, but it's not a reach in my opinion because I think it's a certain position in need for them, mainly because all the wide receivers were off of the draft. I mean, off of the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Devontae Wyatt, uh, I didn't watch a lot about him, but he's he's big, and he's that run stopper they need in the middle. They do have Kenny Clark. He's a run stopper too. But with that duo, if I was an interior lineman, I would be scared. Man. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you tell Packers fan who's super disappointed that they didn't get Aaron Rodgers another receiver? Well, I think they need to just, like, there's a lot of receivers in this draft. As you can tell from the first round, there were Correct. so many. There's a lot of good players left in the second round. Like, um, I believe, actually, they did just draft Christian Watson. So yeah, they, they got their receiver. Is it official? Did they get yeah. him? They got Christian you, Watson? They called it. Oh, you my called God. It. Called it. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, he called this earlier. you hear that, Vital? They yeah. got our guy. <laughs> Christian Watson is a Packer, just like I called that's, it. That's so, the one you were ow. looking at. Yep. Yeah. To Packer fans, I would say th- there's no need to worry. You have um, you have some good receivers still, um, and you have one of the best quarterbacks in the game, so exactly. he can make it work. Well, one of the <laughs> one of the main things they needed was speed on defense, right? Do you think they addressed that? Yes, I think they certainly addressed it with the draft of Quay Walker. Um, he is he's not the biggest linebacker, but he's fast and he's a coverage linebacker and that's going to help them. You know what? I would much rather listen to you than Mel Kuyper Jr. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. Bruh, oh, they, you ain't lying. They need to hire you. They need to get you up there now. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's got way better hair too. <laughs> More NFL draft talk when we get back. The boys are at the lab. Make sure you get out to Isotopes Park tonight and have some fun with us more draft talk when we get back you're listening to two men on on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal welcome back albuquerque the boys are at the ballpark two men on is live from rio grande credit union field isotopes park aka the lab I don't know how many are left, but I see a lot of mariachi's beanies around here, and I see a lot of cute dogs, and it is Bark at the Park night. If you want to meet the boys and you want to meet my dog, Darby, he's the cute little corgi with the mariachi scarf on. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's guarding the the Pepsi vending machine over here. He's blocking it, I think it looks like. (laughs) He's just just wanting some kid to drop a burrito or something, I think. We're joined again by draft savant Ryan Ramirez. Ryan, you hit us with our expertise last segment. We really appreciate you being here, by the way. We talked about Robert's Chargers, talked about my Packers. Let's talk about your Cowboys. How do you like their pick, and what do you think they're going to do going forward? Well, I I like their pick, obviously. As I said earlier, they didn't get who I wanted in Zion Johnson. But I think Tyler Smith is kind of like Zion Johnson. He is not 
He does have some penalty issues, but he's big, he's strong. He did play tackle in college, but I believe we're going <laughs> to play him at guard. Um, and I think he is, I think he was a good pick for where we were at. I think he was the best pick we could have had. Um, we also could have taken Linderbaum, but I think um, that Tyler Smith was a really good pick, and he'll be probably our future left tackle whenever we move on from Tyron Smith. Um, and then I think moving forward, I just hope we have a good season. Yeah. We always tend to choke towards the end, so maybe we <laughs> won't do that this year. <laughs> so I got a question with the guy who we all thought was going to be number one, Aiden Hutchinson. What happened? How did he become the number two pick, and was it a blessing for him to be number two for the team that did get him? Well, I think he became the number two pick because uh, I guess the Jaguars organization decided they preferred Trevon Walker over him. Uh, which I don't agree with. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either because yeah. his work spoke for itself at Michigan. Yeah, um, and I think the, the uh, Lions, they got a major still with that. They were, once they saw that pick by the Jaguars, they were probably, like, cheering in their draft. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. their got pick em. was in, like, immediately. Yeah. They didn't even have to think about it. Um, his work speaks for him. He had 14 sacks. He had, like, um, 18 or so tackles for loss. Uh, I think he was the best player in the draft. Uh, I think, in my opinion, he is the guaranteed All-Pro out of this draft. I think 100% he's going to be a pro bowler, and I think the Lions just got themselves one heck of a playmaker. Well, I was already a fan, and you, I know you conveyed to us that you're a huge fan, but what took me over was when he had his jacket and he had his mother in, ingrained all of his written-down accomplishments that he or his goals – that he wanted to attain from a little kid was inside of his jacket. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. That was very cool. I was sitting there like, wow, that is uh, insane. And the fact that um, his mom would do that for him is awesome. And I think that is an, I think that is such a cool thing that he would do. Is write, like, I love that he's writing down his goals. And um, that's why he's one of the best players because right. he knows what his goals are. And um, he wore that jacket because he wanted to be reminded of all the goals that he set and all of the goals that he met to yeah. get to that. Place. Could be a franchise-altering day for the Jets. How do you think they did? I think they did great. Um, uh, the Sauce Gardner pick was m probably a really good pick. I think they were probably Hey, very you were talking about aiden's jacket yeah you Sauce, see sauces chain sauces drip <laughs> yeah. yeah that was some drip for yeah. you right there um but yeah i think they were probably breathing a sigh of relief when the texans didn't take him and uh they took Derek stingley who's also going to be a great player sure. in my opinion um and then i think their 10th pick taking uh garrett wilson was a great pick um he's going to fit in perfectly there with elijah moore um it's going to be a great duo and i think he's really going to help show the Jets if Zach Wilson is truly their franchise quarterback. And then coming back into the first round to pick up Jermaine Johnson, who fell extremely far, mm -hmm. was yeah. probably, I'd say, the best move of the day out of any team. I agree. Because if I was any team sitting there, I would be like, wow, i got to move up and get this guy. He yeah. fell so far. An obvious so. top ten pick to Yeah, me. yeah. I, I thought he was going to be at, at least top 15. Yeah. But when he f started falling, I was like, wow. Like, I can't believe he just kept continued to fall. Um, but, yeah, I say that. the Jets were a team that I almost had who were the biggest winners of the draft. So, speaking of the Jets, I thought they were going to make a move for the biggest piece that's out there right now, Debo Samuel. Nothing happened in the first round for anybody to make any type of moves or trades for Debo. Do you think 
that's what we're going to see in the second round, or is he just going to be stuck in San Francisco? Well, I think teams might wait until after the draft to trade for Debo because now that there's no more first round, well, they could trade their first rounds for next year. Yeah, that's yeah. now that there's none from this year, I think they're going to wait to see what the the price is for him and whether he's and whether the Niners are really will, willing to trade him. Um, and I also heard that they the Jets actually did end up putting in an offer, yeah, but it was declined, which did is it? interesting to me because. You'd think if the Niners got a chance to just go draft Debo's successor with a – obviously they could have gotten Garrett Wilson or almost any receiver at that situation, uh, which was um, – I think that was – I think it was interesting that they just yeah. didn't accept that because clearly Debo's not going to play for them. Yeah, like he's he out just, of there. He's, he's checked out. He's done, yeah. So I think that would have been something that I would have immediately accepted. Big day for the Jets, big day for the Giants. Big day for a couple other winners, but it's the biggest day for the Georgia Bulldogs defense. <laughs> Everybody got played <laughs> play defense for Georgia. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. that um, or be a receiver from Ohio State. Like yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, like their entire defense got drafted. It was ridiculous. They had, um, they had a safety, a linebacker. They had um, some D linemen. I mean, it was, I that was a lot of players from. Georgia, really Georgia and Ohio State kind of dominated the draft from a college standpoint. And Georgia still has so many players that are going to get picked in the second, third, fourth rounds. And they have so many defensive players. I thought N'Kobe Dean was going to get picked, but he didn't. And he is certainly first-round caliber. Sure. So, sure. So the draft picks that happen first round, you don't know how they're going to turn out. you got a big idea. you got a good idea what they're going to look like. But it's still a prospect. You still don't know how they're doing. A couple players got moved that you know how good they are. Hollywood Brown and uh, AJ. This is like a win-now move for the Eagles. Do you think the Eagles won the day by getting the sure thing instead of the prospect? The Eagles certainly won the sure thing because AJ Brown, if he was in this draft now, is the best receiver. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost not debatable. He would have been the best receiver in the draft. So I think they certainly won. I was very, very surprised about that trade, that the Titans were going to move on from A.J. Brown. I guess they just didn't have the money to pay him. Um, but the Eagles, they must be in win-now mode because they they got some good picks. Uh, they got Jordan Davis. That guy, mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis, that's going to be scary. Yeah. Um, and now, they, now that their receiver core is set, um, if Jalen Hurts could just have himself a year, they could be in – real contention of some of the playoffs friends of the show loyal listeners you haven't been listening to a 20-year veteran draft analysis this is albuquerque academy freshman yeah ryan ramirez we got ourselves a new correspondent don't we oh yeah you think you passed the test oh uh, test we're gonna we didn't even know what questions to ask him he (laughs) (laughs) he gave us a test by the way if you've been listening for these last two segments this young man had no notes none just rattle him off no computer in front of him nothing no smartphone nothing thanks for joining us ryan yeah thank you for having me on it was an honor this is like a dream of mine so well i mean i think you're gonna do great i think you got a super bright future in front of you you obviously have a great family and we're going to have you on again sometime. When, yeah. you're, when you're at the draft doing this, please don't forget about us on Two Men On, man. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't forget. <laughs> Appreciate you, Ryan. This is where it all starts. <laughs> when we get back, 
voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan, joins us. And then after Josh, we go straight in the Josh's pregame show. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. The boys are at the ballpark, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab, is absolutely popping. Baseball fans, families, dog enthusiasts. They are all in here. Beanie enthusiasts. Yeah. Everybody is showing up and having a good time. We got some double fists and Pepsis and a hot dog. (laughs) We got some super tall white claws. We got a gentleman who knows how to do clear bags right here. He knows what (laughs) he's doing. But lucky for us, we got voice of the isotopes Josh Sushan joining us. How's it going, my guy? Well, I want you guys to know that I had a decision to make a few minutes ago. Okay. I could either come here as I'm supposed to. Okay. Or I could spend 15 minutes petting dogs. Yeah. I made the wrong decision because I'm (laughs) sitting with you guys. But it turned out right because this sweet dog just wants to cuddle with me as you, we do this interview you got a lovely consolation prize yeah. you can't yes. walk around and play with all the dogs but you at least get to give some scratchums to my corgi darby yes who is rocking the mariachis de nuevo mexico scarf yes. deck out that's out perfect i did some um significant investigative journalism before i stopped over here okay. like woodward and bernstein have nothing on the work that i just did on some dogs oh <laughs> here we go and i learned that there's a dog over there getting ready to do the puppy parade who's named after Will Clark. Nice. Really? Will the Thrill. Will the, the Thriller. Thriller. Giants. My my dad used to call him No Lips. No Lips? <laughs> yeah. No Lips Clark. He yes. was like one of the I'm most sure intense a- players I remember watching yes. when I was younger. Yeah. I'm sure the dog has a more flattering name than No Lips. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the dogs, right next to us, we got McGruff the Crime Dog right here. Well, see, this is a question I was going to ask Josh because coming up, you know, I was th- trying to think of baseball players who had a nickname of dog in it. And the first thing I think of is Fred McGriff. Yes. Do you have anyone else that we can we're we're forgetting about that had a nickname? That had, had a it, dog. Just that a, had to do with a dog. That had to do with a dog. There's a dude named Bill Madlock who played for the Giants and the Pirates and a bunch of other teams. But I mostly know him because I'm from the Bay Area. And he played for the Giants, and they called him Mad Dog. Yeah, there he we was go. A, that hit dog and Mad Dog. There right? we go. Dude would hit like 3:30 every year. <laughs> dude was like 5'9 and just raked. Bill Madlock, yeah, Mad Dog. There we go. And, of course, Greg Maddox. Oh, Mad yeah. Dog too. yeah. I guess Mad if your name Maddox. has the words Mad, Mad you got to have it. Go yeah, <laughs> then they call you Mad Dog at some point in your life. I'm like legit. I'm a baseball dork, and I'm legit mad at myself that I can't think of a dog nickname. Yeah, I, the first one that comes to mind is Fred Griff for me. Yeah. I, and after the Maddox yeah, I mean, as that well. was perfect, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm right, not dog. a cat guy, but Andres Galarraga keeps popping up. Yeah. Big cat. The big <laughs> cat. The big cat. Yep. All you cat people out there, you cannot bring your cats tonight, but you can bring your dogs as long as they are on a leash and as long as they are behaved. Yeah. There's a lot of special. Behaved is like in italics. Yeah. 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 Air air quotes, (laughs) behaved. There's a lot of really cool promotions here at the lab all year, but this one is pretty special. Like there's only one of them a year. Or no, there's two this year. Yeah, there's two. But you know what this makes it special is whenever we've done a Bark in the Park in the past, it's been a, a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And so to do it on a Friday night, I think, is really cool because it gives the dogs, I mean, let's face it, it gets hot on day games, right? Yeah. And so this way the dogs can kind of chill out, and it gives the dogs their Friday night, right? Yeah. Yeah, their Friday night. They, they get to go out and party at the lab. So, Josh, I see you. you. You look like you're good with dogs. Are you a dog owner yourself? No, I travel too much. Okay. You know, I, I just can't. I would spend all my money um, 
because I would just send the dog to like the best doggy daycare ever when I'm on <laughs> uh, the road, and I would be broke. Oh man, uh, I love dogs. Um, you can tell you're really good with this dog, right? So here. I mean, I, I follow. I would say out of all the Instagram accounts that I follow, roughly 38% of them are involving dogs. Oh. Roughly. <laughs> you see how I did that? <laughs> and, if, and if there's anyone who I know who has a dog and I'm like, you need a dog sitter? I can be a dog sitter. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to bring your dog over? Bring your dog over. Yeah. Well, you don't got to spend a lot of money on your dog, but apparently you spend a lot of money on these awesome slacks. Those are amazing. <laughs> hey, where did you get those? Trying to remember where I got these. I actually think I got these at the uh, at the outlet mall in El Paso. Last okay. Year. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do in El Paso, right? I'm not That's going across the border, <laughs> so let me go to the outlet mall. <laughs> uh, going across the border during the day is amazing. Okay. When See, I haven't done down, that. I haven't done get, that one yet. Get your butt back. In I haven't done that one yet. I'll, I'll I'll do that one when it's not baseball season. If I don't have a game, like I don't even want to like. Okay, you got a game late tomorrow. No, it doesn't matter. I'll wait until the off season to do that. So I want to talk a little baseball. Yeah. The, the, the Topes, you know, they're coming back to Albuquerque. Getting getting the groove now. Yeah. So what's the expectation that you see for the for the Topes? Uh, now that we're back here in Albuquerque? Well, a couple of things. Number one, they are mashing right now. Yeah, right? Yeah, in yeah. terms of, like, the no- six home runs yesterday. They scored three runs in the first inning in the first two games of the series. But what I really like is the last three games, their pitchers have walked three batters total. Yeah, three huge. walks in three games. At this ballpark, you can't walk, guys. Yeah. And so that means that they are they're throwing a bunch of strikes, they're getting ahead, and they're getting outs. I think Sacramento's got a good lineup. I really do. And they have shut them down the last two nights. That's been good. Yeah. So it's still pitching, right? That's it's what it is. It's still pitching. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to pitch. Sometimes you have to give up only eight when you score 11 here, right? But it helps when you only give up three like they did yesterday. So Wynton Bernard just needs to swing at the first pitch every time for the rest of his life, right? Is he ever going to see a first pitch fastball ever again? <laughs> I do not think so. <laughs> Seriously, if Sean Jelly tonight is the starter. So in case people don't know, Wynton Bernard – Swung at the first pitch of the game yesterday and the day before and hit a home run. So there's no chance he's getting a fastball no, tonight no, no. first pitch, right? No. Not at all. Or if it is, it's going to be like a fastball away. You know, he ain't, he ain't getting just the get-me-over fastball. They're, I'm just, gonna, they're just going to roll into the catcher. <laughs> okay, now we'll pitch. The guy that I see that's just hitting it, the cover off the ball, Lopes. Can it's you give me? Some, yeah, give me some information, man. Because if you go, if you go to the website, if you go to to the Albuquerque Isotopes website, his name is on every offensive yeah. category. Uh, so he's back in the lineup tonight after missing the last two games. He was a little banged up in Tuesday's game. He had four, you said you know who's hitting the cover off the ball. Yeah, four at bats. He had an exit velocity off the bat of 104 miles per hour Ooh. or higher. He went 104, 105, 107, and 109. Jeez, and like two of those were outs. But yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that's the epitome of hitting the cover off the ball, right? Yeah. Not literally, but figuratively. Four at-bats in one game, 104 miles per hour or higher exit velocity. Oh, my goodness. He's fun to watch it. So let's preview the pregame. What are the friends of the show and loyal listeners going to hear tonight? Sean Bouchard and I talked, and um, we started to get a little deep. We got deep about the parallels of surfing and playing baseball. <laughs> okay. San Diego I like that. kid who surfs, and we, I don't want to give too much away, mm-hmm. but, yeah. He got a little deep, but I loved it. It was great. I love when players get deep about stuff. Yeah. Loyal listeners, friends of the show, stick with us as Josh Ushon's pregame show as is I sprint directly. It <laughs> is. Yeah, to break the He's fourth, gone. breaking the fourth wall here a little bit, Josh <laughs> is running straight upstairs to do his pregame show and then call your Albuquerque Isotopes tonight. 7.05 first pitch. Heck of a show today, right? Hey, man, it flew by. 
Uh, we almost got a full one in, but, hey, I'm, I'm grateful for it. All right, anytime we're here at the lab, we're having a great time. Nothing but smiles and nothing but sniffums and scratchums oh, from all one. these cute doggos. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. I can't yes. handle it. <laughs> Make sure you check out Rob Portnoy and Dontrell Moore as they host the show on Monday from the Night of Champions weightlifting event. You're going to check the Lobo football team out as they pump as much iron as possible. That is a can't-miss event. The boys will be back on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, Albuquerque. You've been listening to Two Men On on 9.9 FM, AM 610 News, Sports Animal.